are tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More, and IDE Computers. Now your hosts, Sam Dunham, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Nerd Overload, the show that discusses everything in pop and nerd culture. From Aquaman to Zoolander, I'm Cody Pinnock. I'm Samantha Cross. I'm Josh Harrison. And I'm Sam Dunham. we got some great stuff on the show today. We're going to talk about all kinds of news and some other topics, but first we're going to start the show... As we always as do. As we always do, with Check It Out. And I know you guys are raring to talk about uh, that, that Dirt Devil or whatever show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll promise yeah. we'll hold off on that, because I, I think we actually have a couple other things that we've checked out, right? Nope. No. No. <laughs> That's all well, I've done. Well, hold off on well, your dirt devils. Well, then, Josh, I think you'll go. We'll we'll go last then. That's fine. Uh, you know what? I'll, I have something real quick. Um, I watched uh, the show Other Space on Yahoo Screen. It's a show that was created by Paul Feig. Uh, you might know him as the guy who uh, directed uh, Bridesmaids and uh, The Heat and the upcoming Ghostbuster thing. Yeah, There's he, our reference. Yeah. Ghostbusters. We said it. If Can't you're a jerk, show without it. If you're a jerk, he's the guy that ruined your childhood. Yeah, here. well, we're not jerks here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he also did the show Freaks and Geeks, and actually found this out the other day. He was the principal on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow. Yeah, that's what? weird. He was Principal Pool. <laughs> really? He was huh. before Martin Mull came in. Yeah, he was like early seasons. Anyway, the show Other Space. It is um, basically like The Office meets uh, Star Trek. Or like Deep Space Nine or whatever, it's like if the Star Trek crew were all jerks. It's really funny. There are a lot of laugh out loud bits to it. Like most shows, usually it takes it takes the actors you know about four or five episodes before they really kind of get a feel for their characters. Fortunately, the season, like I said, is only eight episodes long, so um, <laughs> it gets really good and then it's over. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, every episode has at least something that's really funny about it, and it's all free. It's on Yahoo Screen, which. Is the other problem I have with it because boy oh boy do I hate their streaming service. Oh. It is their app doesn't work. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, their app doesn't work. Their website uh, is laggy. I have pretty okay internet here. This is the first time in a long time I've had to wait for buffering. Oh wow! For shows multiple times and had that thing where it like starts to- like the audio starts and then the video speeds up real quick to catch up. Oh god! Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. It's really bad. I'm hoping it comes out on DVD pretty soon. Um, they set it up the series for like a um, for there to be a second season. I hope there's a second season. Um, it's kind of funny about the show. It was actually it's actually been in production hell through uh, NBC since like 2008, I think. That is a long and, time. Well, it was the boom of the um, Office style, you know, shows and uh, like Parks and Rec and stuff like that. So you can see the pitch being like the Office in space. You know, really funny. Uh, some of the actors, um, let's see, his name's Karen Sony and uh, Milan Viantrub. I, uh, they're, they're both in um, uh, AT&T and cell phone commercials. The, the the commercial with the two guys that are, like, fixing everyone's Wi-Fi and everything. He's the little hyperactive one. He's the captain of the ship. And uh, the other one's from the AT&T commercials or whatever. Uh, they're really funny. Um, I can really see, you know, in a couple of years down the line, this is going to be like a real cult kind of show. That's really all I have to say about it. It's free. Go online and watch it if you can get past their, you know. Their horrible their, app. Well, there is an Xbox app. I haven't used it yet. Well, but... if it works anything like the iPhone app, don't expect much. <laughs> I don't even like the name Yahoo Screen. It, it makes me think of the flying toaster screensaver from the 90s for yeah. some reason. <laughs> <laughs> because it's Yahoo, and no one has done anything with Yahoo in a long time. I've been playing video games, as usual. Really? But uh, a, couple new, a couple new ones. Actually, not that new, but it's new to me. Hyrule Warriors. Uh, I finally got a hold of a copy of that, kind of, um, because it, the adventure mode doesn't work. Oh, really? Gamefly sent me a disc. It doesn't look scratched, but for some reason, when you try to play adventure mode in... Which is a side mode. It's not the main right, mode. Right. It just immediately crashes. Huh. But I've played the story mode, and it's actually really good. It's a lot better than what I was expecting, because I'm not a huge Dynasty Warriors person, but the Zelda gameplay mashes up with it real well, and it's kind of like 
a Zelda beat em up where every Zelda thing is taken to the very extreme. Cool. See, I, I've played a demo of it, and I kind of like the idea of being able to play in the Zelda universe as someone other than Link. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I kind of like that a lot. I really wanted Linkle to be a thing. Yeah, that would have been cool. But it, it's everything kicked up to 11. Because, like, when you get the bombs, when you use a bomb, it doesn't just place a bomb. The character chucks out, like, five bombs real yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's good. And uh, the other game I've been playing is uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Is that, just, is that it? Yeah. I think it's Xenoblade Chronicles. Is okay. that what it's called? It is. Okay, I was, there's so many Xeno games. There's Xenogears, Xenosaga, and Xenoblade. Yeah. Chronicles 3D. This is the one where that guy from Smash Brothers that no one knows about is from, right? Yeah. Okay. And it is really good. It's a, it's a really big, wide open world that you don't see a lot with newer JRPGs. It's it's a JRPG that feels like a natural evolution to like a next gen style JRPG because it's an open world, mm-hmm. and but it like because the last couple big RPGs like Final Fantasy thirteen have kind of turned into, like, these weird movie hallway... Yeah, right. Like, really linear experiences. But this is the first one that's come out in a long time that feels like the natural progression of the old 2D games. Cool. Now, is it a is it a turn-based, or is it uh It's action, like, not turn-based. Okay. But the sword that, that Shulk has, the Monado, has the ability to see the future... So occasionally when somebody's going to hit you with a big nasty attack, you'll get a vision of it happening so you can adjust your tactics accordingly. So it's a little bit like it's turn-based while also not being turn-based. Oh, that's interesting. Actually, I kind of like that that mechanic a lot. That sounds cool. Yeah, they use the future side a lot. Like if you get an item for a quest before you know about the quest, Mm -hmm. you'll get a little flash of the future that kind of hints at where you get this quest at. Yeah, it's really neat. It does a lot of cool stuff that you'd think somebody would have already did. <laughs> but I, I would recommend it if you've got the if you got a new 3ds, you, you pretty much owe it to yourself to get it because it's the only game that only runs on it. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Last night we subjected ourselves to the Babadook finally because it's on Netflix now. Ooh boy! Yeah, it is a terrifying movie. Like we knew kind of what we were getting into, but wow pretty intense okay so what's like the main like i don't want to talk too much about it because no i understand i understand but like you know what's the elevator pitch what's like okay well a woman's husband dies while on the way to deliver her baby and she basically can't deal with that and she has resentment towards the kid okay and And the kid has issues yeah (laughs) But it all manifests itself yeah. as the Babadook, which is this monster. Okay. Well, very cool. That sounds that sounds rad. Uh, been... uh, on a scale of one to <laughs> uncomfortable, how was this movie? Super uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it goes to 11. It deals with that kind of stuff in a very mature way. Like, yeah. it's interesting. It's, it's not just a monster no. movie. Like, it's a really good allegory for dealing with grief or mental illness depression anxiety wow because you watch this the mom just lose it over time and like there's a chance that maybe the babadook isn't even a monster like you're kind of wondering was it a supernatural thing was it in her head it was really good but also really grueling to watch (laughs) (laughs) well cool yeah you know i uh i don't usually go in for like horror movies and stuff but that sounds really interesting i'm i might have to might have to get that is that on like netflix or something yes cool cool yeah it's it's a legit horror movie not like a monster slashy yeah yeah it's not fun yeah (laughs) okay so basically the only thing i checked out because it's the only thing i really had time for was daredevil oh daredevil and Man, was it so worth it. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about in general. And then, uh, actually, I think Cody and Sam are going to walk out because Josh and I are the only ones here that I went through all of it, and we're going to get into some spoilers, and we don't want to ruin it for them. Yeah, we've only seen two episodes. Yeah. So of anyway, the 13. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's on Netflix, uh, 13 episodes. It's uh, definitely tied into the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they make... Veiled references. Oh, not yeah. not just veiled. Well, like, they're they're pretty overt. Yeah, pretty blatant too. And like, some, some of them. But but those uh, references end after like the first two episodes. Uh-huh. Like the first one they mentioned in the comics, Hell's Kitchen is part of New York. It's a it's borough part, in New York. Well, it's it's in New York, real life too. But 
and the comics oh, Hell's Kelgen is uh, terrible. It's an awful place. Um, and real life, they've cleaned it up a lot. It's very nice. So the way they got they went around explaining why Hell's Kitchen looks like a, a crap hole is that um, New York has been slowly trying to rebuild ever since the attack on New York and Avengers. Which they call the incident. They just, for whatever reason, yeah. they just haven't rebuilt. They just kind of let Hell's Kitchen go to pot because, you know, too much money spent in other places. So that's why Hell's Kitchen is like a rundown, you know. It's like Gotham. Yeah, look, yeah. it's it's very Gotham-ish. Yeah. Why don't you tell the people in general who's Daredevil, what is the show? Well, Daredevil is a man named Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. He is a blind attorney. He's a... Legal man. Yeah, he's a, uh, <laughs> he's a public a defender. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's public, public defender. defender. Um, he was blinded as a kid in a chemical accident that has given him heightened powers of, you know hearing smelling uh he can kind of sort of see things kind of he can sort... smell crime yep. <laughs> he can taste stuff there's actually a scene in one of the later episodes where he like tastes like tastes cra- crime super cra- crazy like taste powers and stuff. oh yeah i mean it's nuts it's really cool but uh the show's great one thing i <laughs> the one thing i really like about it is in comparison to like the ben affleck uh daredevil movie that came out a few years ago mm-hmm is they don't spend a lot of special effects on his powers. Not it's, a lot. It's yeah. mostly just like visual cues yeah. where he's doing something yeah. or like an audio cue. Yeah, a lot of sound, like echoey sounds. Yeah, sounds that, picking know, up. You yeah. only see like his vision like once. Yeah, they. Sh- I think just exactly one time they show for just half a second. A lot of the effects are uh, physical. There's yeah. like... It's it's a lot of you know stuntmen doing flips and doing once in a while they kind of do like a blur effect on his flipping every once in a while, but it's not like it's not an overabundance. Yeah, yeah, which I think really helped the yeah. quote unquote realism yeah, of the show. It feels really real. Yeah. yeah, with Daredevil with Matt Murdock, you also have his uh, partner uh, Foggy Nelson. Foggy <laughs> Nelson, played by um, Ellen or. Not Harlan Ellison. That's not his name. No, it's not Harlan. <laughs> that's that's not Harlan. Famous sci-fi author, <laughs> speculative fish, fiction art author. Yeah, but his, his name's something like that. Let me look that real quick. He uh, wrote, "I have no mouth and I must oh. scream yeah. for help. Help oh, me, Daredevil." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked up and said, "Help me," and I said, "Eldon Henson." No. Eldon Henson. Eldon Henson. He was the Bash brother in the Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> oh, I thought he looked familiar. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was the the Bash brother that was in all of them. Okay, he looks like a kid from Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> he like, kind of does. does. Like grew up. Yeah, yeah he kind of does. Uh, and it's also got the girl. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched True Blood. The actress's name yeah. is Deborah Ann Wool. Yes, there we go. Yeah. But she is also in it as a blonde instead of a redhead, mm-hmm. which is a shame. But um, <laughs> personally, <laughs> this is my personal, personal. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes the acting in the show is kind of iffy, but other times it's it's Her actually pretty... acting is probably the most iffy of the bunch. Not to say that it's bad. No, no, but no. In comparison, her acting is the closest I would compare to Arrow acting. Yes, <laughs> where where everyone else is acting like towards CW like a, a long a long movie. Uh, she is she's acting more towards like the serialized television series. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, and Rosario Dawson is awesome. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, oh, man, she is she is really she's, awesome. She's always awesome. Though. Yeah, and to round it out, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as uh, the kingpin, the kingpin of Wilson crime. Wilson Fisk. Oh man, and unfortunately, you guys haven't is gotten this, to his. Yeah, is this where we're out? This might be where you're out. So we'll come and get you when we get done talking. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's get into the fun. Spoiler alert. Yes. If you don't want this show spoilered, uh, turn tune off now. Take wait to the break. You know, because I think we're gonna end up pushing this to the break. I think. Oh man. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Uh, first off, holy crap! Vincent D'Onofrio is terrifying as the kingpin. He is. I mean, at first I was a little leery of the way he the way he uh, delivers, like his weird raspy kind of voicey thing he does. Well, he's like. Uh, it's weird. It's like he's, uh, 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 almost like he's traumatized. Yeah. Like, like he's lived. He's he's like living with PTSD from from a child from his childhood, and it's like he's never really gotten. He's not not it. really gotten past it. Yeah. No. Um, 
But he looks great as Kingpin. He looks really good as Kingpin. It's su- it's surprisingly how well he looks with a bald head. Yeah. And he's just, he just looks like a big dude. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he is he's tall anyway. But. Well, yeah. But uh, there are times I feel really sorry for him. They, I don't want to say they made him a sympathetic character because... He's you know, not. He's really not because, you know, he decapitates a guy... With a car door. With a car door. Oh, my, it was so gross. That's another thing about this show. Yes, it's part of the, the Disney Marvel uh, MCU, but... They're really pushing the Netflix... Oh, the, yeah, that whole no rating thing. Uh-huh, they're pushing it to the Oh, extreme. there is some violent, violent fight scenes in the... In, like, the, like the one guy who assaults the dude in the bowling alley? Yeah, he, he, uh, he would rather kill himself than, than have the uh, Fisk find out that he... That he ratted on ratted him. Ratted on him. So he um, purposely... Shoves his head through a, a metal spike. A, fen- a fence. A fence post. Oh my god! Yeah, that, that was insane. Was, that was gross. I was more talking about the like the, the him breaking that guy's arm in the bowling alley. You oh yeah, see, like a bone sticking out and stuff. Yeah, pretty rough stuff. Oh man, yeah, but it, it really pays off. It really does. I um, mean, you, so you get so much of this PG thirteen superhero stuff, which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah, but then you get this, and it's like to better sum up Daredevil in a way, he's. Kind of like if Spider-Man and the Punisher were like one person. And he got beat up a lot. Oh, that's another thing I love. He gets his butt kicked about as much as the bad guys get their well, butts that's, kicked. Well, that's the character, though. I mean, that's the, that's the point of the character. He gets beat on a lot because he is not a total super-powered superhero. You no. Know? He gets oh, beat man. up a lot. There's like twice in the series that he almost dies. Yeah. Oh, Oh my God! When when the hand ninja showed up, oh, that's that's something I was going to talk to you about. Yeah, that was I the... lost my mind. I was like, I was, ho- I, I figured like, okay, the Japanese mob guys. You know, then he talked about how like the I knew that was he... going to be the, the the hand as soon as they. Oh yeah, it. I was like, that has to be the hand. That ha- I really hope we see some hand. And then we see one, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, um, Fisk's a whole uh, conglomerate of like criminals, with the exception of the Russians. All have ties to uh, de- have deeper Marvel Universe ties. All of them do. Oh yeah, because the 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 Japanese businessman was the the hand ninjas, which I have a feeling are going to be the main villains of the Defenders when they d- put all of the Netflix characters in one show. Oh yeah, yeah, episodes. yeah. I think it's going to end up being that. Um, the uh, Leland Owsley, the 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 financial guy. Yeah, that's the name of uh, the Daredevil's first uh, arch nemesis, the Owl. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and he mentioned, and you don't see the guy become the owl in this because he's like seventy or seventy-five years old. And he's but also, he, you know, but at one thrown. point, at one point, he mentions his son Lee, who is also a corrupt money manager. Yeah. So I have a feeling he will we probably might, be the new. We owl. might see him pop up as the owl. The owl had was basically a mob boss with a flight suit. He had a he had a, a business suit that had wings on it. Yeah, that he could fly around, and he, he had his hair and his beard were cut to look like he looked like an owl. Yeah. Oh man, the uh, fist like body armor like suit thing yeah, was kind of cool. That was cool. The other uh, the other person I want to talk about is Madame Wo. Gao. Yeah. Madame Gao. Sorry, Madame Gao. She is tied into Iron Fist. You know, I kind of figured because she makes the reference where uh, she's going to go back home. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned China. She goes significantly further. Yeah, she's talking about Shambhala, which is where uh, the deadly arts of kung fu come from. Yes, which is both in the Marvel universe, Shambhala is is equal parts a uh, country outside of China and also a downed spaceship where aliens live and have integrated themselves into society with mystical force powers. Because Bing Feng Foom's tied to that too, isn't he? Yes, he is. That's what I thought. Yep, but uh, also the uh, the stamp that they keep stamping on the heroin and stuff. Yeah, the they question call... mark. No. Oh. Uh, it's a snake. Oh, okay. They call it the Steel Serpent. The Steel Serpent is like the Bizarro version of Iron Fist. In okay. Comics. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna see her pop back up in the Iron Fist series, if we ever get one. Oh, we will. They they ordered Daredevil, aka Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Iron Fist. Those four series are all going to have 13 episodes, and then they're doing a four-episode Defenders. Okay. So, okay. Which is going to have those four characters in it. All right. There's one thing I want to talk about that didn't that isn't quite sitting with me too well. The guy who designed Daredevil's costume. The guy who... And Fist body and armor. And Fist body armor. They... 
they play him off as autistic. It's definitely autism well, that yeah. he has because he's like super. He's super intelligent when it comes to building the body armor, but almost childlike the rest of the time. Yes. And Daredevil beats the tar out of him for almost ten minutes. But I uh, think in his defense, he didn't know that he was special needs, and as soon as he kind of figured out, he he backed off. He, he backed he, off. And he, changed, even, he changed his tactic. Yeah, he even said that he was sorry. He said he was sorry, and, but part of me is still a little eh, about that. But you know, he's also a character from the comics. Okay. Yeah, his uh, Melvin Potter is a uh, was a villain named the Gladiator. He he built costumes for heroes and villains alike, and uh, decided that he wanted to start taking on superheroes. So he built a. Um, suit of body armor and you know the scene where he starts throwing like buzz saws yeah the gladiator armor has two giant buzz saws on the wrists okay that he would slice I, I noticed they kept they, they would center a lot on buzz saws i figured it was a reference i wasn't yeah getting. that was the reference that okay. was the reference uh really really good charlie cox does an amazing job he really does and i've i've noticed i'm noticing with with actors who are um not as well known mm-hmm they tend we, they tend to really shine in these superhero roles. Yeah, and I, I'm really enjoying. That. And it's been like that for a while. I mean, look yeah. at Michael Fassbender and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I know, was, right? I mean, he, he had done stuff before, but really, Magneto was really kind of the, the thing. You yeah. Know? But but anyways, back to back to Daredevil. It's uh, excellent. Thirteen episodes. Um, I watched them over the course of two days. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would have finished them over the weekend, but I was indisposed. Yeah, I I just burned straight through them, and uh, man, I don't I don't even know what else, what else to say. This is good, and you don't see the iconic costume until the last episode. until the very end, and I, I'm glad they did that. Um, I, did I liked it. I like the mm-hmm. way it looks. Yeah, me too. Um, I like they used the the Frank Miller art for the newspaper clipping at the very end. I know, that right? Was a, that, that was really that was, that was cool. a nice touch. Uh. Foggy's so great. Foggy's probably one of my favorite he, characters. Yeah, he actually came off really, really likable, and not just like the the Goofy's uh, comedy relief sidekick, which he was. Yeah, in, in, in moments he really was, but he came off as uh, very competent. Oh yeah, especially uh, after he found out that Matt, own, right? Matt was Daredevil, Daredevil. The, yeah. the mask, the, the mask. Man in Black, the Devil of Hell's the Devil Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. That's what they yep. just call. That's what they kept calling for the series. I like how uh, there were um, now they did they kind of shied away from it in the back half of the series, but a couple of the episodes were really kind of like almost like Law and Order, but where you know Sam Watterson would go out and beat the tar out of people afterwards, you know? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of like yeah, that? I mean, like yeah, because in the one episode where he he defends the guy who kills that guy in the bowling alley, right? He, you know, he gets the guy off, but then he turns around and goes beats the crap out of him as 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 Daredevil, right? Uh, and telling him he needs to get out of the city, but he wanted information. Mm-hmm. Well, that was another montage I liked, where he's beating all those various thugs through the city. Yeah. And it's just like the camera panning to different locations. Yeah. That was a really cool shot. That I was really, a really, yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. But Speaking the, of cool shots. Yes. The fight scene in the episode two with the Russian mob in that hallway, that's all one cut. It's all one cut. It's about five minutes long. Um... It's just amazing. He's just Daredevil walking down a hallway in an apartment building trying to rescue a kid, a kidnapped child. And he's zipping in and out of different rooms where these mafia guys are. And it's really clever how he'd go into a room and come back out and it's clearly, it's the stunt double. Yeah. But you wouldn't notice unless you're looking for it. Yeah. They do a really good job kind of meshing the two together. But yeah, it's all one single shot for like five minutes. Yeah, one take. It's amazing. Like there's like three doors. Mm-hmm. One door has the mob guys playing poker. The one door has the mob guy, a couple other mob guys like in uh, like watching TV and sitting around. And then the other room is the kid where the, where the kid uh, the kid's being held. Yeah. And he he just kind of sneaks into the one room. You hear a fight start. Like he shuts the door. You hear a fight start. And then the other guys in the poker room hear it and they come across the alley or the the hallway. Oh, and that's it, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Really, really good. Really um, good. Uh, how sad were you about Ben Yurick? How surprised oh, were you? Oh, I, I, I wasn't surprised per se, but I was very sad. I, oh. It actually surprised me because he, because up until the Ben Yurick is a newspaper reporter that was tr- kind of going a different route, trying to, you know, uncover the the fisk for fisk what he stuff. is. And uh, here's a big huge spoiler. He gets uh, strangled to death by the by the kingpin himself. 
like yep. sitting in his apartment. In episode 10. This is a character that was in the show from episode 3 on. on. And he was like a main character of the show. And he just gets flat out murdered. Oh, yeah. Just straight up murdered. Oh, yeah. He, like, he gets fired from his newspaper job. Mm-hmm. And you think that his boss is the guy working for King, working for the Kingpin. I, I love that whole scene, too, where he's sitting there and they're just talking back and forth. And, you know, Fisk goes, things were different in my time, in our time. People don't pay attention anymore. They're too preoccupied with celebrity weddings celebrity and weddings things like that. And videos of cats on the internet and all this stuff. And it's, yeah. and it's actually kind of a funny scene. It is. And you think that Kingpin's going to be like, okay, I respect you. I'm going to leave you alone. Because they they go and they find his mother that they yeah, hid. They the, found the Kingpin's it. mother and yeah. got some information from her. And he goes, you know, I would let you go, but you went to my mother. My mother and and, and, um, and he just Yurik, rages. Ow. And well, well, Yurik says, you know, I've been threatened before. I've been in this a long time. And Kingpin just goes, because you went to my mother, I'm not going to threaten you. I'm going to kill you. Stands up and just strangles him right then and there. Done oh, and done. Yeah, like it's, picks him up off the ground. Him, terrifying. It's terrifying. It really is. Oh man, like his rage moments. He doesn't where, have many. He doesn't have. But when he does. And he just unleashed the beast. It's ridiculous. Oh, crazy. Just absolute crazy. I mean, the car door decapitation, which I, I'm thinking is less decapitation and more I'm just going to, I'm just squishing your head bits. Yeah. It was And then gross. they showed it. And then they showed it. It was gross. It yeah. was really, really gross. And there's sound effects and it's nasty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For the first part of the next episode, you know, that guy's body, headless body was on the table. Yeah. Like, and his brother was like cleaning him. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't recommend it highly enough. I am really now looking forward to AKA Jessica Jones. Oh, I know, right? Have you seen they released an image of uh, One David image Tenet? of David Tennant. Wearing a purple coat. Purple coat, purple pants. Yeah, he is. The purple the man. The purple man, yeah. So that's going to be really, really good. Which also um, makes me really nervous. Because that means it could be really, really dark and messed up. Oh, it's going to get dark and messed up. If this, yeah, it's going to get real bad. What did you think of the uh, uh, flashbacks with Badlin Jack Murdoch? Those were great. I really, really liked those. I thought those were good. I really do, too. I really oh, God, too. I love Stick. <laughs> Is it just me, or did it almost seem like they found a stand-in for David Carradine? Yes. It's like... Well, if, they even make the reference to David Carradine. Yeah, I... Yeah. Stick looks an awful lot like David Carradine. He acts an awful lot like Car- David Carradine. I have a feeling that if, you know... He, he had still been alive. If he was still around, he probably would have been stunt casted for the role. Yeah. And I think that's also going to tie in. You're going to see that character pop back up who, later on. Who was the guy that Stick was talking to that had the scars all over his No back? clue. No idea? No clue. If it were DC Comics, I would have said Richard Dragon. Mm. as he, uh, Kung Fu Master. Yeah. Unless they got the rights to Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, I have no idea. <laughs> Which they won't because Marvel doesn't have the rights to um, um, Fu Manchu. And oh. yeah, that's why you can't. They, you don't really see anything with uh, Shang-Chi anymore. Because back when Marvel had the rights to Fu, the Fu Manchu comics, uh, Shang-Chi started off as the son of Fu Manchu who decided to take down his father's criminal empire. Okay. So you can't... Nowadays, you don't have... Marvel doesn't have the rights to it anymore. So whenever they show Shang-Chi, they can't mention anything about his past. They can't do anything. And I don't know if that how that's going to work out with uh, broadcast rights. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I felt like there was something else I wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, there's a million things that I'm missing. <laughs> I know there is. This is one of the first series that I'm really thinking about going back and watching again. Oh, man. All those, all those blind gags. Yeah. Uh, those, were, those were pretty good. Those were really good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they don't like sit there and go, oh, he's blind. I mean, they do, but they don't. I like the scene where they're um, either first or second episode, and, you know, Matt Murdock asks the client a question. And, and she, she just nods. She nods, and he just kind of sits there and doesn't say anything. He just sits there looking straight ahead. And Foggy's like, she nodded. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a lot of that. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of that stuff. It's really good. And like Foggy all the time, like with cues. Oh, he shrugged or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I kind of like their flashback to their college days in that one episode. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Uh, the uh, 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 Nelson versus Murdoch mm-hmm. was the episode. They reference uh, Electra in that episode. Do they? Yeah, because they're talking about you know how they t- took different uh, language courses to impress girls. And uh, Foggy asks uh, uh, Murdoch about you know he took Spanish. Yeah. What about what about that? Uh, 
a Greek girl that you were talking about. Oh. And he goes, yeah, it didn't work out. She just kind of took off. Okay. Okay. And yeah, so there, it was Elektra, who okay, is okay. Uh, a standard in Daredevil the, comics, yeah. and was played by Jennifer Gardner in her own spinoff movie. Yes. Which is what, how Marvel has the rights to the Hand. I found out. Really. Because the Hand, uh, what were the villains in the Elektra movie, and when they bought the rights to Daredevil back, Elektra, and 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 everything that was attached to that film also went with it. That meant the Hand Ninjas. That's why they couldn't call them the Hand Ninjas in the Wolverine movie that came out uh, about a year ago i didn't think though i didn't think they were the hand in the comics they were were they yes they were so, so the silver samurai is, is one of the head of the hand uh the yoshida clan was one of the top member was one of the top uh ruling sections of the hand ninjas in the comics okay yeah. wait i'm an idiot i did know i did know yeah, silver samurai yeah. was part of the hand I'm, yeah god anyway ninjas ninjas look forward to more ninjas red ninjas yeah very very cool Anyways, I think uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break and get Sam and um, Cody, Cody back. back in here. And when we come back, we'll do some news. All right. Nerd Overload would like to thank IDE Computers for their support. With over 19 years of service, IDE is located on Delaware Avenue, Marion, 387-3376. Nerd Overload is brought to you in part by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More. Replays is the place for all your gaming needs, from retro up through current-gen systems and accessories. They even have a free customer rewards program. Mount Vernon Avenue, Marion, across from the Marion Plaza, 751-4072 or online at facebook.com slash replaysmarion. down to Georgia, he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet you're going to regret because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard because hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. up his case and he said I'll start this show and fire flew from his fingertips as he rosined up his bow and he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss and then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this Johnny said, well, you're pretty good, old son, but sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done. Fire on the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough. Granny, does your dog bite? No child, no. bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat and he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet Johnny said devil just come on back if you ever want to try again I done told you once you son of a bitch I'm the best as ever been he played fire on the mountain run boys run devil's in the house of the rising sun the chicken in the bread feather picking out dough 
Welcome back. That was The Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band. <laughs> There's multiple Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it just seemed fitting, I think. Anyway, I think we're just going to go ahead and move into some uh, some news. Uh, what do you want to start with? Um, Mewtwo hit Smash Brothers for Club Nintendo people. Yeah. That, that uh, registered their two copies of Wii U Smash and 3DS Smash. And for some Wii users, uh, Wii U players, <laughs> Wii, uh, users. Uh, Wii users, yeah. <laughs> Wii users, yeah, yeah. U two is hitting them a little harder than it should. Yeah, if, if yeah. what is it? If you do a ten man smash, yeah. If you do a ten man smash, if you if you had previously done it with all the characters to get like the trophy or whatever, and then you go into with Mewtwo now that you've downloaded it, it will corrupt your save file. Because the game thinks it's a modded character and that you're cheating. Which is something you think they would have ca- uh, caught in Q&A, but... Uh... And here's the thing. It's not it's not uh, a problem in the 3DS version. Huh. It's just the Wii version. Huh. We but... see you like Mewtwo. How about now? Have you have you used him yet? Did, did you download him? Uh, no, you can't. He's not open for uh non. Oh, that's right. You um, didn't. You pre- didn't get the Wii register. I don't have a. Yeah, I don't have a Wii. Yeah, either, I didn't. So. I didn't register. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wait one. like a week and a half for like the rest of the plebes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't really care about Mewtwo. I don't really either, but I like Smash Brothers, yeah. and I'm eventually going. I'd love to get like all the characters and everything because just another Pokemon character I wouldn't use. Yeah, pretty much. See, I yeah, I don't use the Pokemon character in smash brothers anyway so yeah i'd probably buy lucas just because i like earthbound yeah and i want to support that but uh i don't give a crap about me too yeah yeah (laughs) um speaking of characters that might that i give a crap about yeah um (laughs) one of the some data miner guy i guess was going through the files uh with the latest patch for smash brothers and found some music for uh the theme of Ryu from Street Fighter. Yep, from the uh, Sma- uh, Super Mario Brother version, from Street Fighter 2. That was the version of it. Huh. Yeah. You mean from, like, the Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo version, yeah. Huh. And that would fit with the other, with Mega Man uses his specific music from a game that it's not, like, a remix or something. Yeah. So, so does this mean that Ryu is coming to Smash Brothers? I hope so. I think it's cool. I hope not. I think it's real cheap. Because he's already a, a fighting game character, and but he's that's, already that's Pokemon why it makes are. yeah that's why it makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I always thought part of the 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 fun of Smash Brothers was they were taking characters that weren't native to fighting games and making them fit into. Although I do know that let them fight. Uh, Sonic has his own had a fighting game on like the uh, it was an arcade arcade Saturn maybe yeah oh and god like there have there have been other fighting games but they but they're not like the main. The, the main thrust of the character, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I can understand why they want to put him in there. Yeah. I mean, and I'll, I'll I'll get it if they if if he does become available because I mean, Ryu as much as just as much as Mega Man, Ryu is like the mascot of Capcom. Yeah. Even I, more so now. I don't know. I've always yeah. Now that that Capcom won't touch Mega Man for some reason. Yeah. But uh, I've always saw sad. Smash Brothers as a, just a celebra- celebration of video games and video game characters that just happens to be a fighting game. Yeah, that's true. I still, I don't know. I still feel, think it's a little cheap. But I mean, I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm not going to go on the internet and rant about it or anything like that. Guy off for Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's better than some old rehash of a character that was in another game that got cut. That's very true. Yeah, that's very true, and I mean, I you know, I would take uh, uh, interesting uh, new characters over like Dark Pit, yeah, or Doctor Mario, which could have just been a, a costume change. Yeah. Oh wait, Doctor Mario is a separate character. Doctor yeah. Mario is a separate character, and the only difference is, well, his down his down B is different, and his uh, fireball is a pill. Uh, that bounce, it moves different. It mo- yeah, but I mean, they could have. I don't know. I like Dr. Mario. I like the, the character, too, but I mean, I don't know if he <laughs> needed a, a completely separate <laughs> slot for it, you know? Yeah. The, also in there was stuff for Roy. Oh, yeah, there was stuff for Roy. Fire Emblem Roy, but, which is another one of those characters that it was in the old game, and now it's back. 
Who cares? Yeah. And then it's bring, like, what, then bring what Solid Snake be, like, back. The fifth Fire Emblem character, too. Yeah, there's a lot of Fire Emblem representation. Yeah, I saw a webcomic uh, from uh, Awkward Zombie uh, where they were making the joke that essentially there are more and more anime-inspired characters weaseling their way into Smash Brothers, and slowly some of the more cartoony characters are going to start disappearing. <laughs> I think the joke was they they over-anime-ized uh, Peach by the end of it. Like, they gave her, like, the crazy, like, eyes and, like, the super, you know... They're just gearing up for Goku. <laughs> uh, uh, now, you, now you want to talk about a character that shouldn't be in Smash Brothers. I don't... He's I, so funny, though. I don't care anymore. I, would I just... Why not? You know, could I, you imagine if Kirby sucked him in and got Super Saiyan hair? <laughs> that would be kind <laughs> that of that would funny. be pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. I honestly kind of have Smash Brothers fatigue. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I go in waves. You know, I can't. I can't sit and play it like I used to, like when it first came out. But I mean, I'll, I'll hop on and I'll, especially with the new 3DS, it loads super quick, so I can just hop on, play a couple games, and then turn it off. So. I don't have it, so I'm not fatigued. It just bothers me, people getting super excited about just some rehash of a character from an old game. It's like, yeah. don't, don't waste your enthusiasm. <laughs> Make Nintendo think they can get away with the bare minimum. Like, yeah. I'm just being jaded and grumpy, though. Uh, yeah. You're being well, a, only just a little. A game grump? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, before we move on to any other new stuff, uh, one thing. There's a topic I wanted to bring up. My dad actually suggested this one, um, kind of moving from games real quick. Um, there is a, a voice actor named Stan Freeberg uh, who passed away recently, and uh, just kind of want to talk about him real quick. He was a radio guy. He did cartoon voices. He was the voice of Pete Puma in the old uh, uh, Looney Tunes animated cartoons and stuff. <laughs> it sounds like you said Looney Tunes anime there. I, <laughs> yeah, I know. I almost did. I, yeah. Uh, but, you know, he did a bunch of stuff. He's actually credited with creating the funny television commercial. Really interesting guy. Uh, um, he had a biography that came out a few years ago. Really cool. Everyone should go on, on uh, YouTube, find some of his old commercials. He did a, uh, a radio spoof called um, of the old Dragnet um, radio show called St. George and the Dragnet. And it's about St. George going to fight a dragon. But he's like Jack Webb. Just the facts, man. Just the facts, man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, everyone should go and check out some of his stuff because without this guy, we would just be getting commercials that are just like, you know, this is the product that we're selling and this is exactly what it does. Compared to Brand X, you know, not the goofy, you know, stuff. We wouldn't have all those hilarious insurance commercials. (laughs) Well, you know what? Well, is it worse than the alternative? I don't know. Would you rather just Flo just stand up there and go, this is the insurance (laughs) and this is what you get covered by? I really like I Flo, know. and I really love J.K. Simmons and those Farmers commercials. Oh, those yes. are really good. Yeah, yeah those are really J.K. good. J.K. Simmons for everything. Yep. I mean, he he did do yeah. a lot of voices of a lot of things that I watched a lot of when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised what you know what he's done that you wouldn't wouldn't have realized. Yeah, yeah. And you know that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I didn't realize that Billy West was the voice of Doug. I didn't either. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wrap your brain around that yeah. one. Yeah. Voice actors don't get the credit they deserve. They really don't. They, yeah, they really don't. I mean, their bodies of work are like numerous, mm-hmm. and it's exhausting to look through it. Yeah. Some of it. And they work hard. You, you have like when they have celebrities come in to do a voice on some dumb DreamWorks movie, you're like, it's easy. I just came in. You didn't have to get dressed up. It's like. Well, it was easy for you because you're not good at it. Because they're playing themselves. Yeah. You have, these voice, you have other voice actors that are coming in and they're doing Especially like, when you're yeah. like a voice actor who does like multiple voices on one show. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen that documentary? Was I know that voice. Uh, I, yeah. John, yeah. 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 John DiMaggio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, really good. good. It's a good one. Yep. I also think it's kind of interesting this uh, about this Freebird guy that he's really, you know, because he worked with Looney Tunes and he did radio stuff, he's like one of the last people that were big stars in the time before television and like you know this guy worked with mel blank and chuck jones and stuff like that and none of them are around anymore this he just kind of think about it he's like one of the last of the of that era of animation you know voice wise it really was the end of an era voice wise and otherwise yeah it really kind of was to think about i grew up on classic looney tunes and stuff. Mm -hmm. i mean thinking back on it now as an adult and i can understand things uh, the fact that you know they they got away with that stuff. I mean, I understand it's a different time, different era, and sure. you know, things like that. Um, 
that, but yet people throw stinks about some of the things that happen in shows now. Mm-hmm. But you like you go back to like you know Bugs Bunny smoking and <laughs> drinking, <laughs> shooting guns, and shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't shoot a gun in a cartoon that's not going to shoot a laser out anymore. I know. <laughs> it is the end of an era because when you think about it, nowadays Looney Tunes is not the icon that it used to be. Yeah, now it's just something they put on a t-shirt. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's not the... You the... put Taz in some baggy pants, yeah. a backwards ball cap, oh and call God. it no, a day. No, no, no. Back in the 90s, my dad had a shirt with, like, the Looney Tunes people, like, I think Bugs, Taz, and someone else, I can't... Daffy. And Probably they were... Tweety Bird. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, like, dressed like crisscross with, like, the backward yeah. jeans. <laughs> oh. I had that shirt when I was a kid. <laughs> Oh, man. I had a Bart Simpson shirt that said, eat my shorts, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, seriously, all you really see, like, far as Looney Tunes, are just weird shirts that no one gets that you find in the random bin at Walmart. Yeah. Well, they, they had, Tweety Tweety Bird. Bird. They had that, uh, that show. Yeah, it wasn't bad either. It wasn't bad. It wasn't oh, great. Oh, the, yeah. the new Looney Tunes yeah. show? And actually, Freeberg showed up on that show. Huh. As uh, there was a short that involved Wiley Coyote's dad, they brought cool. him in for just that, something, something like that. I didn't, yeah. yeah, I didn't mind that show. I mean, it was different. It was yeah. Looney Tunes, the sitcom, which you know, it's. I mean, it works just about as well as anything else. Yeah, they try to shoehorn Looney Tunes into. Yeah, it. it's better than Lunatics Unleashed. Oh man, went, oh <laughs> so bad. Oh, someday, someday, I'm going to get my time. <laughs> to rant about that nonstop because that is the worst one of the worst shows like like the you know i enjoy bad stuff that is unenjoyably bad <laughs> it is just awful anyway that's not what we're talking about it's probably better than that looney tunes back in action movie with jenna with, elfman and, and brendan fraser, brendan fraser. <laughs> i never did see that it's not good it's, no. <laughs> It yeah. has a lot of Universal Monsters references in it that are it cool. It does. And it has Steve Martin playing a nerd. Yeah. Like the, a nerdy bad guy. Makes and, sense. I mean, no. it has Robbie no, no. Robbie the Robot. And There's a deleted crew. scene where they had Daleks from Doctor Who yeah. run around screaming, exterminate. And uh, the mutant from this island Earth, I think, oh, is yeah, in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. So maybe it's worth it to watch that scene on YouTube, but the rest <laughs> of the movie yeah. is garbage. It has... A, Really bad Walmart product placement in it, too. Oh, God. I feel like the last good Looney Tunes movie was Space Jam. Space Jam isn't even that good, really. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Space Jam <laughs> is the bomb, yo. Dude, I was I was going to work the other, the other night, and when I the on the radio, um, I Believe I Can Fly came on. <laughs> oh, man. In the third grade, my music teacher made us all sing that for a musical. <laughs> Fantastic. Which I was all about, because Space Jam was my jam when I was in the third grade. Oh. It'd be better if you sang like the Space Jam theme that Welcome to the Slam. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Space Jam. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, Stan Freeberg will be missed. It was really kind of an end of an era now that we're well, kind we of thinking about really it. really went on a tangent there. We, didn't kind, I? we kind of did, but, you know, that's okay. The, the Wonder Woman movies has shuffled directors around. Oh, yeah, it has, hasn't it? Yeah. It, well, who was it before? Michelle it was, McLaughlin. Yeah, and now it's Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Which makes you, what's going on there? Like, why do they have to shuffle directors around? I heard it was for a, a creative difference, is what yeah. I read. Probably because Warner Brothers wants to make a garbage movie, and she wanted to make a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> what probably happened was uh, Zack Snyder had a specific vision for what he wanted Wonder Woman to be, and McLaughlin Terrible. Has, yeah. a, has a soul and went, no, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, that's not Wonder So they Woman. found someone that'll, that'll go... Okay, we'll do what you we'll do it your way. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, this uh, Patty Jenkins. I mean, she's done she's done quite a bit of work. I'm looking at her um, her uh, resume here, and uh, she's done. Uh, she did the movie Monster with Charlize Theron, which was really good. Yeah, that won some Academy like an uh, Academy Award, didn't it? Or at yeah, least it nominated. won at least a couple awards, and uh, you know, not something you want for you know, some light re- watching. Yeah, no, definitely not. But she also. Directed some episodes of AMC show The Killing, which I haven't watched, but I've heard is pretty good. But she's also done uh, quite a few episodes of Entourage, <laughs> which is like the exact opposite of what you want for a Wonder Woman movie. No, if you ask me, the exact opposite. Yeah. You don't want you don't Wonder want Woman. That. Wonder Woman, the Amazon of selfies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know what? Again, 
We can't really knock it until we see it. Who I know. Knows? It might turn but out really good. It probably won't. Well, I know. But by the way, did you see that that like twenty second teaser got leaked or whatever? Of... I re- I refused. I refused. I don't want to see it until I see the actual trailer. Ah. Uh... Yeah. Because uh, this actually brings us to a topic yeah. that you want to talk about. Yes. I've I've said this for a while now, and it's it's come to a boil for me. Like, I remember when I was younger, when you, you got, like, one movie trailer. It was the one movie trailer you saw. You may have saw it on TV. You may have saw it before a movie. Or on a VHS. Yeah. <laughs> you may have fast-forwarded through it on the VHS. <laughs> exactly. But it kind of talked about the movie, but you didn't really get a whole lot of what was going on. Right. You didn't get the plot. No. Trailers now, there is so much they throw in there, and they keep pumping out these the all these trailers and all these TV spots. I almost feel like I've watched Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's why I've been avoiding the trailers. And I want to go into it. I feel like they're ru- in this age of information. It's it's double edged for me. It's great because we have access to all this all these things, but at the same time, there are no more surprises. Yeah, yeah. all these leaked set photos, leaked set videos, leaked episodes like the first five episodes of, Ga- of the new season of Game of Thrones. Nothing is secret anymore. Nothing is new. That's why I got so upset about the Age of Ultron. Um, the Vision poster. The Vision poster, and you know they started showing him in, in trailers and stuff because I was really hoping that would be like the one character that they didn't show. And, yeah, and I to wanted to, to be surprised. To be surprised about it. Yeah, like the other day, I had been I had been deliberately skipping it. Is the 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 Hulkbuster Hulk fights? I haven't. I still haven't watched it. I have. I haven't either. I've been doing really good not to because I want to see it. I want to be surprised. I want to be awed. I was flipping through Facebook the other day and it was an autoplay video. Oh, I hate those. I hate those so much. And I zipped right through it. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I'm I'm sick and tired of it. I really am. You you get these comedies that come out and all the best jokes are in the trailer. Yeah. Or not even in the movie at all. Or you have a really misleading trailer like the SpongeBob movie. Oh, where so weird. Yeah, it shows all the live action CG stuff and that's only the back 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Or um, <laughs> there was a horror movie. It's a found footage film called um, Quarantine. They literally show the ending of the movie in the trailer. <laughs> that, I am not kidding. That drives me nuts. That drives me nuts. In the trailer for Ant-Man, the one that just came out here the other day, they show the climactic end fight between Ant-Man and Yellow Jacket <laughs> in the trailer. Like, I, haven't, I haven't been watching the Ant-Man ones yeah, either because well, I want to go know, into that un- fresh. It's Unfortunately, I kind of sit and watch everything because you know I look for stuff to put up on the website, nerdoverload.com. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but So I kind of I am in a position where I kind of have to watch it. But yeah, it's like... I know the plot to Ant-Man. I don't think I need to go. I mean, I will go see it because, you know, it looks awesome. And it's a and it's a Marvel movie. It's a Marvel movie and I like Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but it it's it's killing me. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was I uh, when I was younger just a handful of years ago, when a teaser trailer came out, it literally showed you nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I remember sitting in the theater when the the first the very first Lord of the Rings te- teaser trailer came out. For the Fellowship of the Ring, and all it was was the ring spinning, and then title. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was it. Yeah. But now we have trailers for trailers coming out. Yeah, yeah we have the teaser for the teaser yeah. for the trailer for the for the ten minute exclusive video of. Yeah. With a twenty four hour countdown website. <laughs> yeah. That had a countdown website to the countdown website. Yeah. I mean, it's it's too much. It is. It really is, and it's. I think it's ruining. Honestly, in my mind, I think it's ruining cinema. It's ruining the magic of it. I definitely don't get as excited. Now, this could be just because I'm a jaded old person, but uh, I definitely don't get as excited for uh, movies. I really as I don't. Used to. Yeah, I, I really don't. I'm surprised at how little I'm excited for Avengers. Like, I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. I'll see it, but I'm not, like, stoked about Ooh. it anymore. Well, I'm still stoked, but I feel like I've accidentally seen too much. It's like you open peeked at your christmas present. yeah exactly yeah that's exactly it mm-hmm. it like i said it's going i want i'm going to sit there in the movie i'm like oh i saw this scene oh i saw this scene oh i saw this scene and it's going to be like that for most of the movie <laughs> and now i'm more excited for the star wars trailer than i am for <laughs> avengers which seems wrong i know right <laughs> yeah 
And I think it's part of the thing why I like the the uh, the Force Awakens trailer so much. You it was literally, good. it was a good trailer. It, it was a good trailer. You don't yeah, you get a bunch of shots, but you don't get any. You kind see of move, nothing, which is kind of troubling. I really hope they don't ruin it. It's bad. It's trailer. like it's like earlier today they released um, a full shot of what the stormtrooper actually looks like. Yeah, and what uh, the the villain uh, Kalo. Oh, I haven't seen that whatever. yet. Yeah, he basically looks like Darth Revan from uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, I don't have a problem with that. I know, right? But it's, it's, it's essentially what he looks like. He's like Darth Revan. He's got like a weird, crazy helmet face mask thing. Um, weird, crazy helmet face mask thing in a Star Wars movie? <laughs> oh, what? Who would have thought? <laughs> but uh, I, he's got laser swords. It's amazing. <laughs> I feel like the industry is tainted with all this buzz to try to put out and it's the same thing with the comic industry. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, you get a three-page preview on Comics Alliance, and then why buy the book because you've already read half of it? Exactly. Or the <laughs> fact that they announced six months ahead of time that Deadpool was going to die last week. I want. There's a there is a little bit of a difference between the two, though. I think because well, yes, because comics they have to put out solicits at least three months in advance. You have to order comics three months in advance just to get your orders in so they have to build up hype you know six months or eight months or ten months in advance for an event just so that because the comics industry is dying yeah <laughs> which goes into a topic which you actually, wanted to talk which about which actually kind of goes into a topic i wanted to talk about yeah um the comics in- industry is not doing as well as people uh, believe it to be believe it to be uh, uh reports sales reports for uh march came out and um the t- in the top 10 ranked uh comics um, Marvel's Howard the Duck came in seventh place, which is really good. I mean, Howard the Duck is like a third tier com- uh, character. I mean, if that, if that, uh, really interesting, and it beat out every one of DC's books. To be yeah. fair, DC's Prin- books are not that yeah. great right now. Princess Leia was number one too, Princess which Leia, is really cool. Yeah, with, with, uh, Princess Leia sold a ton, but that's because it was a number one issue, and there's a speculative and, market on a lot yeah, of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, a really it, great cover too. It was, it was a really great cover. <laughs> yeah. The fact that I, it took me forever to even find one. Yeah. But anyways, um, the whole thing, the whole point of it is, um, well, one, DC is having some real trouble because you know what their number one comic was that behind Howard the Duck? It was the tie-in comic to Batman Arkham Knight. The upcoming video the game. The upcoming video game. It wasn't even part of their main continuity. Wow. DC has a serious problem with their main continuity. I think that's why they, they're taking this chance to reboot. Well, every since the New Fifty Two, it's been it's been a slow drag straight into the pit. New Fifty Two sold pretty well right out of the gate. Again, it's yeah, market. out of the gate. Yeah, once upon a time, if a comic sold two hundred thousand copies, you know that was a you know, that was pretty okay. I'm talking about this is probably back in the '90s at the real the height really, of comics. The, really the height today. And I'm talking about this is worldwide. If a comic book sells between Fifty to seventy thousand issues worldwide. You have a bestseller. That's a small number for worldwide. Yeah, yeah, and it's because, well, part of it's because they're printing it on better paper, and that's driving the the cost up. Printing costs is going up. Oh yeah, Marvel books are like four to six dollars a pop. Yeah, that drives me nuts. Um, but the problem, the thing that I really see, the problem with it that I have more than anything is I think that. The industry's dying because they're not doing enough to cultivate the younger audience. Yeah, comics, um, because they're they're more of a niche audience. They they tend to they tend to lean t- more towards their their already established demographic. Which at this point, you know, when we were kids in the '90s, we were buying comics. We're now what 20, 30, 40 years old. The average comic buyer is uh, between the ages of uh, twenty five and forty five. Yeah, and it's actually men and female, men and women, straight down the middle at this point. It's like fifty-five percent male, well, at least forty-five percent female. So that's that's good at least. That, that's actually one good thing I, I found in my research. But kids aren't buying comics, and it's because comics are too violent. A lot of the time, it's because they cost too much. It's because they the speculator market is to the point where they only do a print run of you know next to nothing, and then go back for variant covers and all this other stuff to try to drum up. Price. Yeah. So that, and you, that and you have to go to a specialized store. Yeah, to get to spe- that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I remember I used to be able to go to like Walmart and buy a comic. Oh yeah, yeah. Meyer. Meyer yeah. had a, com- a comic rack for years. Oh, I know. I my mom, my mom would time. buy me comics like every shopping trip. Same I here. had I had a handful of X babies. I don't even know where they're at. Oh man, I have 
the death of the Crimson Dynamo from Iron Man that I picked up at a Meyer here in town. Anyway, all of this is leading leading to kids not being into comics. And what's going to happen is when we get older or get to the point where either a uh, financial situation or we just get too old and decide, you know, we lose interest, we peter out. We can't read the small print Or we can't read the small print anymore. <laughs> where we're not buying comics anymore. Our age group, I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, the next age group down, there's going to be no readers. It's going to get to the point where maybe a comic will sell 10,000 issues. Yeah. And at that point, it'll be, become such a niche market that the price is going to skyrocket because co- companies have to cover their overhead. So you'll be paying like eight nine dollars for six <laughs> or for sixteen pages of, of comic with you know maybe three pages of plot, and it's it's going to kill the industry. Yeah. So what? That's why things like Free Comic Book Day are an amazing thing, which is know, coming up soon. Which is coming up really soon here in a couple weeks, uh, May second actually. Um, it's why uh, I'm not saying that all that Marvel and DC need to. Need to take all the books down to, you know, little kid baby levels. We don't need to go back to the 60s where, you know, Superman with a lion head is punching out, you know, you know, the, the, the wacky 60s stuff. Yeah. But the they need to do more to bring in young readers. I do. I, I do. I do think that do is. Do more kids books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said in my article on the website. Um, Nerdoverload.com. Yeah, Nerdoverload.com. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, Boom Studios, which is a... Uh, um, it's rapidly been kind of coming up as like a second tier, like like you have Marvel and DC as like your your top, and then you got like Dark Horse. And actually, I would, and at this point, I'd actually put Image as a top. Oh yeah, because yeah. they be, between Walking Dead and Invincible and all their other creator owned stuff, Image is I think is right up there with Marvel and DC. Yeah, and then you have like your Dark Horse, your Valiant, that stuff, and uh, Boom Studios is there, and they actually have the uh, 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 print rights to almost all of uh, Cartoon Network's shows yeah and some of those books are really good they're they're very yeah. good like like marcelina drift the the little spinoff from adventure time yeah i've heard good things about you, mm-hmm. you would think that dc or marvel would have been smart enough to get a deal with cartoon network you would think you would think dc or disney because, or you know, cartoon network it's warner yeah and so is cartoon network but no they don't i mean i think i think dc has scooby-doo yeah and that's about it and like Batman Brave and the Bold, I don't even think they print that anymore. Probably not. And it was a Young Justice book too, in there. Uh, for a while, it's gone now. Yeah, because Young Justice is gone, which yeah. is a shame. Yeah, I just, and I mean, I understand. That's another thing. Shows like Young Justice, and that sort of helps cultivate young comics yeah. fans. But yeah, but they cancel those shows because they don't sell toys. Toys, right? And you know, I don't think the characters are going to go away. Do I think like Superman and Batman and, and things like that are going to go away? No, they, no, the characters are bigger than ever. The characters are bigger than ever. It's the it's the print medium, yeah. that's going to disappear. And I know this sounds like I'm like a old man panic because you know you're gonna you're gonna have stuff on your iPad and stuff like that. You know, but I hate reading comics on my on my phone. I, I really do too. I really do. I just can't. I can't, just can't get into digital comics. But that's just because I'm weird and I don't mind old. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm the same thing with like ebooks and stuff. I like the I like the physical feel. I like the textile feel. I like having that box of comics that's sitting in my living room. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I used to feel that way about books, but my mind changed after using a Kindle enough times. But anyway, I just think I just think uh, companies need to do more to help to cultivate their younger audience, or the industry is going to go down. So on that happy, happy, <laughs> joyful note, I think we're going to go ahead and get, get out of here. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you again for tuning Wait in. Wait a minute. I have a plug. You have a plug. I am working on a point-and-click adventure game along the lines of like a Monkey Island and stuff um, about an all-girl psychobilly horror band getting stuck in the woods. Cool. And, uh, I have a dev blog for it that I want everybody to check out. It's frankieandthesteins.tumblr.com. Very cool. Yeah, everyone go over to that. Uh Again, go over to nerdoverload.com. Uh, yeah, definitely been, go there, too. We've been hitting that pretty pretty hard. Pretty regularly, yeah. Uh, let's see. Go over to facebook.com slash website. Someday I'm going to fix that. That drives me nuts. <laughs> My OCD kicks real hard when I, when I say that. Every Can day. we get the website out there? Have we gotten enough likes to where we can change it? Or uh, It's not that we can't change it. We've been able to change it for a while. Someone else has Nerd Overload. 
Facebook.com slash Nerd Overload. Yeah. What? I'll bet we could get it with an email. I bet we could, too. We should probably get on that. But that's for off the air. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, on Twitter at Nerd underscore Overload. You got it. And uh, email address. Oh, yeah. Steph send us anything your your tips what you want us to write about your questions we cleaned out the email box so we can yeah. receive your emails <laughs> yeah there, there was a bunch of them in there i took them out the other day yeah i saw that <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh again thanks for listening and we will be back uh next week at nine thanks oh hey sam here sorry to cut in like this funny story about five minutes after we all left the recording studio the other day the First full trailer for the new Star Wars hit the internet. Everyone's been talking about it. If we had waited another couple of minutes, we would have talked about it. So we're not ignoring it. We'll cover it next week. Thanks a lot, guys. This show has been brought to you by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More, and IDE Computers. Computers.